And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, fall and winter grain movement will be the topic at a high-level meeting in Saskatoon tomorrow night. But first, the farm weather. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy skies. Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high 18, the low 6. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of showers on Wednesday. Wind southeast 20, the high 16, the low 7. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 19, the low plus 5. Friday, sunny with a high 12, the low plus 3. Saturday, increasing cloudiness, the high 14. 60% chance of evening showers Saturday, the low 7. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 13, the low 4. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high near 9. The normal high is 19, the normal low is plus 4. The sun rose at 628 this morning, it sets at 722 tonight. And around the province, Estevan is the hot spot in the province this hour at 16 degrees. The cold spot is Uranium City at 6. Saskatoon is 13, Swift Current 11, Weyburn 15, Yorkton is 13. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 32, gusting to 42, humidity 65%, barometer rising 101.1. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 12 degrees, winds are from the northwest at 28. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Your news today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural precision ag and lawn and garden products. Grain movement will be the topic of a high-level closed-door meeting in Saskatoon tomorrow evening. The meeting will include Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley, Transport Minister Mark Garneau, and senior railway, grain shippers, and farm leaders. APAS President Todd Lewis will be there. He'll raise concerns about another costly grain export backlog. Well, I think it's an opportunity, uh, first time we've uh, had a chance to see Minister Garneau since the new legislation has been put in place. And supposedly uh, the railroads are going to be in the room as well. So all the stakeholders and railroads and government officials are all in the same room at the same time, which doesn't happen very often. So I think it will be a good opportunity to uh, bring some concerns forward. And the main part of the agenda is to talk about the railroad's uh, winter plans and what they put out and uh, you know how we hope they're going to provide better service this winter. What concerns will you bring forward? Oh, I think certainly they've already uh, said straight out, you know, the railroads have said they're going to uh, have 4,000 cars a week. Well, that's not enough cars. We've had, that's what they promised last year. Uh, they didn't keep their promises then. And, you know, I think we're at the stage now where uh, we need to have more than 4,000 cars a week. And uh, we're going to be asking questions, uh, you know, what are they going to do to improve that number? I think it's, the industry has said that that won't be enough cars and we're hoping to see improvements on those numbers. So your message is make sure that you can keep up with the grain movement. Correct. And I mean, already we've already seen cars being rationed uh, already early in this crop year, uh, which uh, car rationing 
when a car is rashing, it just means it doesn't show up. And uh, that's what CN says. They're not able to fly the cars that have been required so and asked for. So uh, we're already getting behind the eight ball already early in this crop season. Uh, we already heard reports in eastern Saskatchewan where uh, contracts have been signed for September and October delivery. And those producers are being, being told that it might not be uh, December or even January before they're, they're able to haul their product in. So that's just not acceptable. And uh, that's what the new legislation was supposed to address. So we'll be asking some pretty tough questions. So you'll be pressuring and pushing the railroads to make sure that we don't have a repeat of previous winters where we have shortfalls in grain exports. Well, that's right, and I think it's squarely on the ministers, too. Uh, they've put this new legislation through to improve service, and uh, we want to make sure that they're going to hold both the government and the railroads accountable to make sure that we do get better service. Now, on another topic, NAFTA, the trade talks continue in Washington. What are your thoughts on the latest talks? Well, I, you know, I guess as long as they're talking, it's positive. So, I mean... Uh, Hear lots of rhetoric, especially on the American side, with uh, some of the things that have been said. But lots of meetings continue, and good to see the Canada and the U.S. are at the table. And you know, I think if you hear all the politics about you know as it goes to the House of Representatives and if it will pass, and Congress and all those kind of things. So between the Congress and the Senate, if it will get through, and Congress seems to be giving signals that if Canada isn't part of the deal, they're not going to approve the Mexican Mexican side. So I guess until there's ink on paper, we won't have a deal for sure. But at least they're talking and continuing with these talks. So deadlines come and go and yet they're still talking, so I think that's positive. How's harvest on the farm southeast of Regina? We're about two-thirds done. A little bit of a rain delay here now. We got some rain last night just after sundown, so we quit. But hopefully, maybe even this afternoon, we might get going again. And like I say, about two-thirds done. We've got canola and a little bit of canary seed left to do. So marching right along and still good and early in the season, that's for sure. So hopefully uh, the forecast doesn't sound great over the next week. But if we did get an inch or two of rain, I don't think there'd be too many sad faces either. Just nice to get the moisture, too. We're all going to need some more for next spring, for sure. So we'll uh, we'll take what comes and uh, get back at our harvesting when the sun shines. Describe your yield so far. We're average to above average, so we're certainly happy with what we've had so far. Uh, Durham was a very nice crop, very good quality. Lentils were probably on the average side, but again, good quality. And the canola still, we haven't done enough really to see a trend, but so far so good. We're pretty happy with what's come off to this date. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS and Farms at Gray, about 40 kilometers southeast of Regina. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The Canada Organic Trade Association says there's tremendous growth in the organic food industry across the country. Executive Director Tia Lofsgaard says demand for organically produced food is growing at an unprecedented pace, with organic being the fastest growing sector in Canadian agriculture just released our new figures which have deduced that we are now with 2.6% of the overall grocery market sales in food and beverage categories. So that's quite a huge increase from our 2012 numbers where we were 1.7%. And you can see that it's an ever-growing market. I mean, you see new products coming out all the time and the expansion of grocery store aisles beyond. Uh, simply just the small niche area that uh, used to exist for organic health food products. So you're seeing um, you're seeing growth not only in the grocery aisles, but you're also seeing it in the food service environments. And we certainly have seen, um, we just are about to release our first organic food service study ever, which is valuing uh, the food service sector worth $555 million. 
in 2017 with 74% of that volume coming from food and 26% from organic beverages. So it's uh, it's an area that's growing not just in the grocery store aisles but also in a, in a food service environment. Overall, our statistics show that we are now a $5.4 billion industry in Canada. We're the fifth largest organic market in the world. What is pushing the consumer demand for organic food? Well, the reports are telling us that essentially consumers uh, don't trust necessarily uh, just the claims of companies, that they want things to be verified. They want to know that there's uh, an audit trail and traceability between themselves and the and the the packaging and understanding how to read the labels and make sure that they understand you know what's happening to the environment as as these products are produced and so you know organics perfectly positioned where you know there is a third party um certification process that happens to ensure that the uh, environmental conditions are met and that essentially there's traceability, you know, one up and one down to find out exactly where products are coming from and how they're processed and and then ultimately sold to the end consumer with a labeled uh, a label claim. But with 2.6% of the market, you got a long ways to go up. We got a long ways to go up and I think the biggest issue is supply. We don't have enough supply. There is a huge opportunity for Canadian businesses to be able to meet this demand. So we're seeing major conversions in Saskatchewan. There's one farm and they're actually called One Farm, ironically, um, that they're now converting 40,000 acres over to all certified organic. And that's going to be the largest organic farm in Canada. So you guys have a huge claim to fame happening in Saskatchewan, which is fantastic. How is agriculture growing in the organic area? Well, we're seeing people move beyond, you know, the traditional crops. We've, you know, just organic products kind of mimic Canadian agriculture. So we have a lot of organic wheat and field crops and pulses and, you know, chickpeas and lentils, et cetera, happening. But we're starting to see more value-added products happen, which means essentially people moving beyond the primary ingredient and actually making, you know, flowers, um, whether, you know, to make breads or whether it's to move into new uh, categories such as alcohol. Um, We're seeing basically anything that exists as a conventional product, you're now starting to see more and more uh, processed products that with an organic uh, label on it. So it's a growing sector and I think ultimately people want to make sure that they're getting Canadian organic products, not just imported products. You can find a lot in Europe if you're to go there, but people want to see it with the uh, Canada Organic logo and know that it's made locally. For farmers, what advantage does going organic offer them? Well, not only do they get an organic premium for their products, um, essentially, you know, they want to make sure that they've got good soil health and that the long-term sustainability of their land and their water and their air is essentially taken into account. So we're certainly seeing a lot of... uh, a lot of farmers that have been farming conventionally, I mean, I'm from Regina, so I know that majority of the farmers uh, that existed when I lived there are certainly farming using synthetic fertilizers, etc. Uh, but we're seeing a lot more people look at, you know, climate change and, and uh, carbon sequestration in the soil and making sure that they're starting to look at other alternatives. And they might not go all the way to organic certification at this point, but we're seeing a lot more people adopting cover cropping and uh, using green manures as different techniques, crop rotation, etc. So 
it's really interesting to see how there's kind of a breakdown um, between the silos of conventional agriculture and organic agriculture as as both sectors start to you know realize we're on this one big planet together and we have to look at making sure that we coexist and and there's certainly demand for organic so why not move in that direction Tia Lofsgaard is the executive director of the Canada Organic Trade Association. This week is being celebrated as Organic Week across Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were moving down in early trading today. Canola fell two twenty at four fifty five eighty two. Oats dropped three dollars ninety cents at one fifty five sixteen. Number one red spring wheat went down a dollar sixty six at two thirty eight twenty seven. The rest were unchanged. Durham two forty one seventy seven. Feed barley one eighty seven sixty three. Flax four hundred seventy nine dollars. Yellow peas two twenty one fifty four. Feed wheat one ninety six ninety nine. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December wheat is down five and a quarter cents at five seventy four and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 11th. It was Weyburn's turn for a regular sale last week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.78. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. There weren't enough feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. But what we did have sold well. Also, Weyburn Livestock is looking for some extra yard help for our fall run. If you're looking for some extra Christmas cash, give me a call at 306-842-4574. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,700 hogs Monday, selling a range of 102 to 120 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,900 head, selling a range of 108 to 122 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is higher and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. Monday, the Canadian dollar was unchanged with the daily exchange rate at 1.3163. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.16 cents US. US cash markets are quickly recovering from the lows that were put in two weeks ago, with several regions reporting gains over the last two trading days that have exceeded $5 US to 100 weight. The gains are not coming from Packers matching moves in the pork carcass cutout, as wholesale pork prices are relatively stable in the mid-60s US dollars per hundredweight. Rather, Packers are seeing an opportunity to buy extra hogs at the lower negotiated price because they perceive an opportunity to sell the pork at higher profitable values in the near future. Both cash and futures markets are being upset by the developing African swine fever epidemic, which is centered in China. It is difficult to overstate the impact of market prices over the next year, but any effect on Canadian cash prices will likely take months to develop. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, and if you missed the farm weather forecast, now at the start of the Agri-News, the outlook today is mainly cloudy, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high 18, the low 6. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, wind southeast 20, the high 16, the low 7. In Regina, cloudy and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. 
I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.